Intermittent fasting is a great way to reduce your caloric intake, burn fat, and lose weight without counting calories and without eating tiny portion meals all day long. Multiple studies and systematic reviews confirm that intermittent fasting is at least just as effective as diets that require continuous dieting with small meals throughout the day. But most people still dismiss fasting as a viable option for fat loss because they're afraid of feeling really hungry while restricting their food intake. And this is a valid point in exchange for having a few larger, more satisfying meals you will have to spend a portion of the day not eating anything at all, which means you'll have to give up a meal or two that you're normally used to eating. Not only can this be difficult and cause hunger, especially for someone that's used to eating three or more meals per day, but that hunger can easily turn into overeating when you break your fast and start eating again. So in today's video, I wanna give you the three best ways to prevent hunger while fasting. And these tips are in no particular order. In fact, the third tip is probably the most important one, so stick with me, you'll definitely be glad that you did. Let's start with the first tip that most people get wrong, caffeine and coffee. Coffee is probably the very first thing that'll be recommended for you to reduce your hunger while fasting. And there is some evidence to support this. One meta-analysis examined the effects of coffee and caffeine on appetite control, and it found that coffee could help reduce appetite anywhere from half an hour to four hours after consuming it. It also found that somewhere between three and four and a half hours after drinking the coffee, the appetite suppressant effect wore off. This means that coffee may help you reduce hunger for up to three hours after drinking it, and this effect may last all the way up to four hours. Now, most people immediately assume that this is caused by the caffeine found in the coffee. Some people even buy caffeine pills and they just deal with the jitters and the other side effects in an effort just to reduce appetite further. However, another study proves that this might be totally unnecessary because the caffeine may not be the factor responsible for the appetite reducing effects. This study had the participants drinking either a regular caffeinated coffee, decaffeinated coffee, a placebo drink, which was water, or water with caffeine in it. And surprisingly, the decaffeinated coffee reduced hunger the most. Regular coffee and caffeine reduced hunger the second most. Meanwhile, the water with the caffeine didn't really reduce hunger at all. This study shows that there may be something in the coffee itself that reduces hunger, and it doesn't seem to be the caffeine. Further research on this is required, but it's interesting to note that in this study, the decaffeinated coffee also raised a hormone known as peptide YY much higher. This is a hormone that's released in your intestines and it happens to lower appetite and hunger. The point is drinking either decaffeinated coffee or regular coffee in moderation may reduce your desire to eat while fasting. Just keep in mind too much coffee will elevate your cortisol levels and cause side effects. One more thing that you should know is that most weight loss aids make claims about appetite suppressing effects without research to back these claims up. This could range from magic weight loss pills to detox cleanses to apple cider vinegar. I actually like apple cider vinegar, but as far as appetite suppressing effects, the research is very limited. CLA is a very popular fat loss supplement that has shown in one study to decrease appetite, but this didn't affect how much food the participants of this study ended up eating. So further research on CLA is definitely required. Coffee has enough anecdotal and scientific evidence to give it a shot, but be very wary of supplement companies and magic detox cleanses that promise to magically reduce your appetite because not only do a lot of these magic pills have side effects, but most of them also don't even work. Let's move on to the second real way that you can reduce hunger while fasting, and that's by eating the right things during your feeding window. 
Out of all the fasting protocols, the 16-8 method is the most common approach to fasting. And with this structure, people usually choose to skip breakfast and have their first meal around 12 or 1 o'clock. This means they have to stop eating eight hours later around eight or nine o'clock. This happens to be the time of day that a lot of people struggle with their food cravings and their appetite the most. Even though you might have just a couple hours until bedtime, in those three or four hours, you can binge and eat more calories than you ate for the whole day. It's gonna be a whole heck of a lot harder to fast if you ate a bunch of empty calories before you started your fast. So what should you eat before you begin fasting? And is there anything that you can consume while fasting that won't negatively affect fat loss? Well, one giant review of over 50 studies showed that diets higher in protein can greatly reduce appetite and increase the feeling of fullness. In this review, it was found that if at least one third or about 30% of a meal consists of protein, it'll have a strong appetite reducing effect. Another study showed that having just half a gram of protein per pound of body weight per day can be enough to provide this appetite suppressing effect. So make sure that you're eating enough protein throughout the day and it's a good idea to have a substantial amount of protein during your last meal before you begin your fast. This means that the last meal should have 30 to 40% of the calories coming from a protein source. Fiber is also believed by most people to lower appetite, and it can, but a meta-analysis on the effect that fiber has on hunger showed that many sources of fiber do not reduce hunger. Another systematic review of fiber confirmed this and found that more viscous sources of fiber reduce appetite much more than non-viscous sources. Example of viscous fiber sources include beans, asparagus, Brussels sprouts, and oats, but one of my favorites for the purposes of fasting is psyllium husk. This is because there are studies specifically on psyllium husk that show a significant reduction in appetite even when taken in small doses. One of these studies showed that all you need is just one teaspoon to reduce appetite, with one and a half teaspoons providing even more consistent results. One teaspoon of psyllium husk powder only has about 11 to 12 calories, making it a super low calorie way to reduce your appetite. Taking one to two teaspoons of psyllium husk before beginning your fast can be a good idea to reduce your hunger, just make sure you drink a lot of water with it. Also, even though a lot of people are very strictly against the idea of consuming any calories at all during their fast, having one teaspoon of psyllium husk to hold you over isn't really gonna negatively impact fat loss nor your insulin levels. Yes, it will knock you out of your fast, but if you're trying to get better with managing hunger while you're fasting, or you're trying to progress to a longer, more difficult fasting style, you can try having a teaspoon of psyllium in the middle of your fast until you're ready to transition to fasting with no calories at all. Taking baby steps like this can help you stick to your fasting plan, which actually brings me to the most important tip of all, which is to change your habitual eating schedule and select the right fasting to feeding ratio that actually works for you. Now this might sound simple, but it's not because there are so many different fasting protocols that you can choose from. There's the 16-8 method, the warrior diet, the one meal a day diet, and the alternate day fast, and that's just a couple of the options that you have. Eating any one of these fasting protocols will require different lengths of fasting, ranging from 16 hours to 20 or even 24 hours long. There's also extended fasting where you would fast for multiple days at a time. 
Just like if it was the very first time in your life that you went to the gym, you'd know that it was a bad idea to start with 100 pound dumbbells. In the same way, it's a very bad idea to start with the most difficult fasting protocol right out the gate. This is because your regular eating habits have a very big influence on your appetite and hunger. You see, there's a hormone in your body known as ghrelin, which also is known as the hunger hormone. When ghrelin is released, it stimulates your appetite. The interesting thing is that studies show that ghrelin levels will spike up at the times that you normally eat, which for most people is breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This happens like clockwork, so without even looking at the time, your body will let you know, hey buddy, it's time to eat, I'm hungry. This same study also showed that about two hours after the initial spike in ghrelin, it went back down to normal levels. This means that if you normally get hungry around breakfast time, if you simply wait an hour or two, the hunger you feel will subside. Now, it might be a surprise to learn that a lot of the hunger that you currently feel throughout the day is a conditioned hunger response brought about by your habits, but this was proven by Nobel Prize winner Ivan Pavlov when he was able to train his dogs to feel hungry every time they heard a certain sound, even though there was no food in sight. In this experiment, he accidentally discovered that hunger is not caused by the taste, smell, and sight of food, but hunger can also be trained as a conditioned response. The same applies to people. If you're used to eating breakfast every day at 7 in the morning, lunch at 12, and dinner at 6, you've conditioned yourself to get hungry every day at those times. And this actually applies much further. You can pair all sorts of activities with conditioned hunger responses. For example, if you always eat a snack while watching TV, you'll start getting hungry when you turn on the TV. If you always eat when you feel bored, you'll feel like you wanna eat every time you start getting bored. The good news is that these habitual hunger responses are not set in stone and by practicing fasting, you could actually break these automatic responses. However, right now, since you probably have multiple conditioned hunger responses, if you try to break them all at once, you'll most likely fail. This is why you shouldn't jump straight into a 24-hour fast and instead start breaking these habits one at a time. A very common starting point is a 16-8 split where you fast for 16 hours per day and leave yourself an 8-hour feeding window. But even 16 hours of fasting may feel really difficult for some of you. So to help you break your regular eating habits without having to fight hunger all day long, you can first start with a super simple 10-hour fast where you simply eat breakfast an hour or two later than you normally would, then move on to a 12-hour fast, then 14, and so on. I guarantee you as time goes on, your body will adjust to fasting. In fact, this can clearly be seen in another study where participants fasted for three days straight and rather than hunger and ghrelin increasing, overall ghrelin levels actually dropped over time. So the bottom line is that you should start with a short fasting length and whenever you increase the length of time that you're fasting for and you start feeling hungry, let's say when you skip breakfast for example, wait an hour or two because that hunger will probably go away on its own and your body will adapt with time. That's it guys, I really hope this video has helped you out. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe to my channel and make sure you hit that bell icon so you can be notified whenever I release more free tips and tricks backed by science just like this. Also, if you're looking for a done-for-you fasting plan that'll help you burn fat fast without the constant trial and error, check out my six-week challenge. The challenge comes with a custom diet plan that includes an intermittent fasting or even a one meal a day option for the plan. 
On average, people that take part in the challenge are losing either 20 pounds or 5% of their body fat in only 42 days. Not only will you get a custom diet plan, but you'll also get a six week fat loss workout regimen, a full video exercise library, a recipe book, and an accountability coach that'll mentor you and guide you through the whole process, and you'll get much, much more. The best part is, as long as you don't cheat and as long as you don't quit on us for the six weeks, not only will you lose the 20 pounds or the 5% of your body fat, but you'll also get the whole challenge as well as all the course materials for free. To find out more, you can click the link below or visit the website directly at gravitytransformation.com. I'll see you guys soon.